everybody. This is Taylor, and welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. I already said that. I'm getting nervous because I have such a great co-host with me. Who are you? Why do you do this every time? (laughs) Guys, it's Ashley, and thank you for coming back to the podcast today. I want to encourage you to share this with a friend who may have never heard our podcast before and talk about this podcast together and connect, even though connection is hard right now because of social distancing. I want to encourage you guys to connect over this podcast Mm -hmm. and Mm. share this podcast with other people. It will help us out so much. Yeah, it actually would. Grassroots connection. We love it. Anyways, so yeah, thank you for joining us. If you don't know, we do come out with podcasts every single Monday. Did I say that already? No. Okay, good. Um, Yeah, that is general information. We have a website, coffeeandbibletime.com, if you want to check out more of who we are, our videos, our blog posts. Ooh, ooh, I have something really good. Oh my gosh. Thank you for not clicking out yet. Um... Right now, you can go to our blog. We have a free Easter printable um, that is a seven-day Easter devotional that leads up to Easter just to get our eyes focused on Jesus. It's in our blog section. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoy that. Take advantage of it. It's free. We made it last year. It's pretty great. Okay, so now we are on our third and last. I'm shedding a tear over here, people. We're on our third and last podcast episode in our series of cognitive distortions. If that makes absolutely no sense to you, might I recommend you go to the last two episodes that we did on cognitive distortions and it'll make a lot more sense. And we share great stories and vulnerable things about our lives. Um, yeah. So today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the cognitive distortion, discounting the positives. Now, If you do need a little refresher, I will give it to you. Um, Cognitive distortions, what is it? Cognitive distortions are thinking errors. Or in other words, erroneous patterns of thinking that lead to negative thoughts, bad feelings, and poor behavior. It can be a huge contributing factor to a lot of people's mental health. And the benefit of learning about and realizing that you have cognitive distortions is that it can actually help you get out of the cycle of bad thinking patterns. And remember that our thoughts have a big impact on our emotions and behaviors and also our walk with the Lord. So, general quick reminder, we aren't therapists. So, we're just sharing with you things that we know uh, in hopes that this can help you. But we aren't professionals or doctors. Not that that we're giving you surgery, but you know what I'm saying. So on to discounting the positives. I hope that wasn't too painfully awkward for you to listen to because now that I'm looking at the screen, there were a lot of pauses. Ashley, no, you're doing great. Thank you. I really needed that little brief pause of emotional support. Okay. Discounting the positives. So what is discounting the positives? Discounting the positives is a faulty thinking pattern that can contribute to a person's negativity. It's a habitual way of disregarding our successes and strengths while focusing instead on what we consider to be our weaknesses and our failures. In our minds, if something isn't perfect, it's by default flawed. 
since perfection rarely exists in our world, if ever, pretty much everything is considered a failure or flawed in some way. Therefore, since perfection is unobtainable, we choose to view ourselves as a mixture of failures rather than a collage of successes. So what happens when we discount the positive things in our own lives? There's a laundry list of side effects, such as feelings of inferiority, lack of confidence, bouts of depression, loss of energy, and loads of procrastination. That is a little excerpt I got off of a website called Coached Living. So they have good resources on that. Um, but yeah, we're going to go into specifically two of those things today and how it affects our walk with the Lord. The first one being Dis, how does discounting the positives cause a lack of confidence in our walk with the Lord? And how does discounting the positives cause procrastination in our walk with the Lord? And so, of course, we're going to do a little bit of splitting. Ashley's going to be taking the first little ditty here. And the question you're going to be sharing a story about for you, and hopefully will relate to our audience, is how does discounting the positives cause a lack of confidence in our own walk with the Lord. Take it away. So I thought of one before the podcast started, but I'm thinking of another one too. So I might share that one also. But how does discounting the positives cause a lack of confidence in our walk with the Lord? So the first one I I thought of immediately was discounting the positives when it comes to body image and accepting who I am and how God made me. And I think that living in this culture that puts so much pressure on being a small size and being thin and being skinny. Also, I read in one of my books today that the average um, size for just the average American female is like size 12 to 16. But every like majority of of girls on TVs or movies is or a size ads or is Instagram. a size literally oh. 0 to I think it was like 0 to 2 mm-hmm. which is crazy cuz like mm-hmm. the averages of an american girl is um 12 to 16 yeah it's very misrepresented in our culture and of course there's nothing wrong with any size but just keep going with what you were there's saying there's nothing wrong with any size but when all you see is one size, it sh- it makes you think that one body shape. Yeah. Anyways, so what I'm trying to say is that I've struggled my whole life with body image. And when I look in the mirror, I could look at all the negatives of, oh, I've never, I've, I haven't made it to my goal of being this skinny or... I still have fat here or I I hate how this shirt looks or anything like that. Just all these negative things instead of looking at the positives and honestly looking at the truth because all those things are just so superficial and accurate in their lies. Like, oh, you're not beautiful because... You're not this size around the waist. Um, That's a lie. Eh, Wrong. That's not the definition of beauty. I mean, it could be for some people, but I don't want that to be my definition of beauty. And that's not God's definition of beauty. 
And so anyways, I could look at all the negatives or I could say, you know what? Here are the positives about who I am. One, God did not make a mistake when he made me. There ain't no mistakes. Two, he didn't mess up. He formed me. He fearfully and wonderfully made me and was intentional about everything about me. And that's a positive. Mm -hmm. The God of the universe spent Mm -hmm. time thinking and creating me. Three, who am I to say to God that how he made me is wrong or not right? Or it's just God is God. And he made the most beautiful sunset, the most beautiful oceans, rivers, waterfalls, mountains, mountains. He made all that, and then he took the time to make me and said, I was the height of his creation, and you are the height of his creation. Better than all that. Wow. And so I don't look at a sunset or mountains or any of those things, and I don't critique it. I don't say, oh, you know what? Well, this color's a little off, Uh or this mountain cliff has a bulge there. Uh You know what? The Lord made it, and it's beautiful. So I'm going to say that about me, too. Anyways, there's positives that I should be focusing on when I look in the mirror about what God's truth said. Charm is char- what God's truth says. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That is Proverbs 31. And I want to walk in confidence, knowing the positives that The Lord sees me as beautiful. He looks at my heart and that's beautiful. He made my personality and that's beautiful. And I want to walk in the confidence of the Lord in the confidence that he made me how he wanted to make me. And that will make me confident. That will make me content. Yeah. And I, you know what, before this started, Ashley shared with me a really, honestly, extremely relatable story and I really want yeah I want you to share it with them uh because when she told the story to me I was I was just sitting there thinking this has definitely happened to me more than I can count in my life and so please take away the floor so this has also happened to me so many times and it only came up in my head after hearing a counselor share her own personal story on this, but I will share my story, my version of it. So going, going to a church setting and worshiping. And so you're worshiping, everyone's there. We're all focused on the Lord singing songs to him. And all you can think about during worship is, is your, your shirt and how tight your shirt is or whatever piece of clothing and how everyone might be staring at you and how you need to fix and adjust your shirt so that no one's staring at how tight it is around your stomach or this or that or X, Y, Z. And during the worship service, what is consuming your thoughts is how you look and who's looking at you and what they think of you. And that has happened to me multiple times, especially in circular Worship sessions. Circular worship sessions. Honestly, even if it's not circular, I could get to that point because, yeah. No, I honestly, too. Also, like, 
even just like when you are in a worship session and they're like, okay, you can sit down. And then I'm like sitting down and I'm like immediately adjusting and critiquing every little part of my shirt, pulling up my pants so that it covers my muffin top. And maybe, honestly, if I'm really feeling a lack of confidence that day in church, I'll just keep my coat on. I won't even take my coat off because I'm not confident enough in my body because when I'm listening so much to what the world has to say about beauty and about body image, I feel degraded and I don't feel value. And Ashley and I were talking the other day about the dignified woman and how when you look to culture, you you won't be dignified and you won't be accepted uh, for who you are unless you are just unless you are a certain way, like a, if you look a certain way, um, it has standards, it has exceptions, it has, you have to meet certain criteria. Um, but the way that God made us was we are dignified through Jesus and through the fact that he made us and there is no standards other than to accept the way that God made us and give him glory and praise. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where we're going to wrap it up on the first one. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our in-depth Bible study academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. I did have a quick second story. Oh, never mind. We're not wrapping it up. Go ahead. It's just really fast. Um, how does discounting the positives cause a lack of confidence in our walk with the Lord? When I was in um, one of my past relationships and it ended and I just felt terrible after it ended because I felt I felt very guilty for the way I ended it and then also just how I just felt bad that I hurt him and that really and that really put a um shadow of guilt over me mm-hmm. and a shadow of depression a shadow of just sadness that that I messed up and I couldn't walk in confidence with the Lord for a while after that just putting this extreme amount of guilt over me. You put a lot of focus on what you thought was a failure. Yes, I put a lot of focus on that, and it did affect my confidence in my walk with the Lord. And just, I think it was, there's going to be things you go through that are going to affect your confidence in your walk with the Lord, and you just have to remember. And I just had to keep reminding myself that 
even though I can't live up to my standard of perfection, Jesus did that for me. And my righteousness doesn't come from myself. And that's a big thing that situation taught me was that I need to be putting my righteousness and my hope in what Jesus did for me because I will mess up Mm -hmm. and I will make mistakes and I will butcher my confidence with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when I when I feel unconfident in my walk with the Lord, I have to ask myself why. And most of the times is because I have put more hope in my actions, in my deeds than I have in the Lord. Wow. So there's the quick second story. Wow. Great second story. I love that. That was good. Okay. So if you forgot the next section of this is going to be on how does discounting the positives cause procrastination in our walk with the Lord? And I chose to do this because this is, this happens to me a lot. Um, I am just generally a procrastinating person. Sometimes I like to think that I do my best work at the last minute. Of course, it's extremely stressful, but uh, that's besides the point. Okay, this is, I hope somebody can relate to this when I say this because I discount the positives in a lot of different ways in my, in my walk with the Lord and they're very subtle, but over time they do add up, um, and cause me to stall my relationship with the Lord and cause me to put it on hold because I have a little bit of a perfectionistic streak in me where I don't want to do something unless I feel like I can put in 100% of my effort and do it right then in the moment. So like for instance, like I can probably rattle up a lot of examples, but one thing that I think of a lot is just small group prayer requests. So when you get small group prayer requests, you write it all down. And then later I'm like, thinking like I'm in a jiffy or I'm doing something and I see the list and I'm like, oh, there's a list of 20 girls that I need to pray for. And in my head, I'm like, well, I could just pray for one because that's really all the time I have for it. But then I'll be like, no, like I can't just pray for one. I need to pray for all of them because I don't want to leave anyone out. So I'm not going to do it. And then I push it off and I never have enough time to sit there and pray through all 20 people. So I procrastinate it and I never get to it and I never pray for them. Even when oftentimes I'm like, oh, I'll pray for somebody and I never do it. Or there's other times where I, I know I, I woke up late and I see my Bible and I'm like, well, normally I have my quiet time, but I think about how, oh, I failed. Like I got up late. Like I won't have enough time to do it. Or even if I, like I miss it in the morning and it's late at night and I'm tired, I'll be like, I'm not going to give God half my effort and read my Bible tonight. I'll just do it tomorrow. And then I push it off and I procrastinate and I miss even a little gem of time that I could have had spending with the Lord. And I think of like how a lot of people feel like they need to have a perfect quiet time routine, Um, especially when you see on YouTube, like different quiet time routines and like a lot of times I'll see people extremely in-depth studying their Bible or spending like two hours reading their Bible in the morning. And I feel like I honestly go into the other place. I get a lack of confidence and I discount the positives of like how far I've come in my walk with the Lord. And I just procrastinate and I put it off because I feel I don't feel confident coming to the Lord when I'm when I'm working or when I'm not giving so-called, honestly, when I'm not striving. You get what I'm saying? 
I'm talking to Ashley, actually. Oh, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> and now that you're saying that, because I think I completely got how does discounting the positive cause a lack of confidence in our walk with the Lord wrong? No. No. Are you sure? No, I'm the way 100%. you're explaining it makes way more sense. No, I yours definitely made sense. It's just the thing about discounting the positives is that you're you're neglecting the good things in life and you're focusing on your weaknesses and your failures. And for me, I there's a lot of t- a lot of days and sometimes weeks where I view my relationship with God as a weak point in my life. And I look at it as like, oh, it needs to be so much more and it needs to be so much better. And then when I come to do my Bible reading, I just feel, I don't feel confident. And I feel just like a cloud of anxiety when I'm reading because I'm like, I need to get something out of this. I need to write a bunch of things down. I need to be able to share this with a bunch of people instead of just coming to the Lord and just resting in him and getting to know him, which is really all that matters. I totally feel that because I I have times where I'm just, yeah, I, I, the pressure of having to have to have a perfect quiet time. And like, even for me as like being a Bible teacher, sometimes I come to my Bible reading and I'm just like, I, I feel like at the end of it, I feel not empty, but like I just got nothing out of it. And I'm like, never, never felt like I even connected with the Lord that day. And I'm like, sometimes when that happens multiple days in a row or weeks in a row, I'm like, why am I even a Bible teacher? Like, yeah, why am I that's even really discounting the positives? Because mm-hmm. you completely forget the problem with discounting the positives. You just completely forget how far you've come you disregard any growth that you've had and it's just it's a wrong way of thinking and you have to literally force yourself to stop thinking in that pattern otherwise you never will that's why it's so important to learn about cognitive distortions because if you don't realize that your thinking pattern's wrong you just continue to do it and you continue growing in unhealthy thought patterns um And I kind of saw this analogy on Pinterest where it was a mind, like it was a brain. I mean, it was like a cute little drawing, but of like a brain with like flowers growing out of it. And it was talking about how you really like, you need to prune and trim your thoughts because if you just let it go out of control, it, the weeds will go over, it will get detrimental it will choke out any of the good that you had in your mind uprooting lies planning truth exactly if you don't and if you never trim and try to take away wrong pat think wrong patterns of thinking or if you never try to take away focusing on the negatives then you're gonna end up going in in your walk with the lord with no confidence or feeling inferior to other people or honestly you know what i was thinking about the lack of confidence one is another thing that i have is also like when you get older in a church it's almost like you are expected to know more and more about the bible and sometimes when i see people who are like rattling off scripture, like they're praying and they're just scripture here, scripture there. Like they got things memorized. I I start to feel in my head 
really inferior or really like less confident. And so then like, I'm not even going to try to pray out loud because are you kidding me? Like, I don't have all that to say about the Bible or it makes me discount the positives of like, actually, I've grown a lot in my relationship with the Lord and I've been consistent in my Bible reading and I've come to learn just to come to him and rest in his presence. Um, whereas in situations like that, I, I'm focusing on the negatives of like, wow, I'm really like, what scripture do I have memorized? John three sixteen. Everybody has that. That's me discounting a positive. It's cool to have John three sixteen memorized, but actually, you know what? Truthfully, I can say this memorization of scripture is a weak point for me and I need to learn it, but I'm a weak point for a lot of people. Yeah. But I'm not going to like beat myself up about it. You do have to recognize it, but you know, it is a really easy, slippery slope to fall down of discounting positives in comparison and comparing yourself to other people. And I think one of the biggest consequences to discounting the positives is you will flush down the toilet your don't laugh okay Okay, you can laugh you will flush down the toilet even the idea of succeeding even the the motivation take to take actions or steps to succeed that goes down the toilet when you discount the positives because for example you go to church you hear someone rattle off all these bible verses from the top of their mind and You discount the positives and it's causing you to have lack of confidence. It's causing you to doubt yourself. Mm -hmm. You come come back home and you say, well, I'm never going to be able to memorize scripture like that person, so I'm not going to. Yep. And this happens in any area of your life. Yeah. Huge way it happens for people with eating disorders or food problems is... You made a lot of progress with body image and food problems, and then you have a mess up. You binge or you eat a lot of food, and then you get stuck in that thought of, you're in that mindset of, I just messed up. I'm going to keep messing up for the rest of the day now, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep going down this dark circle because I already messed up. Instead of taking a step back and saying, you know what? No, this I messed up once. I'm getting right back on track. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens is you're flushing, when you let these thoughts rule your mind, you're flushing down the toilet. Even, yeah, you flush down the toilet, the possibility of you moving forward. Exactly. I didn't work out for weeks because I had those thoughts of what's the point of even working out if this area of my life is going wrong and this area of my or life Or if hard. I can't. I'm never going to get skinny or I'm never this. I had all these Mm -hmm. negative or these Mm -hmm. bad thoughts about around Mm -hmm. working out. If I'm, if I'm not even eating healthy, if I'm not Mm -hmm. eating the right foods, if I'm not doing this or that, why even work out? And then I flush down the toilet, even taking care of my body through exercising. Yeah. And that's, that's why I feel like discounting the pot. Yep. That's, that goes under procrastination too. Oh, totally. That's why, that's why discounting the positives causes procrastination. You flush it down the toilet and you eliminate the possibility of yourself growing. And I mean, think about if you believed in yourself in that scenario of me- memorizing scripture. If you believed, if you came home and said, you know what? I can memorize scripture. Think about it. In a year, if you memorized one verse a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying one verse a month. You'd have 12, 12 Bible verses memorized. Yep. And that's just one a month. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's when you believed in yourself. Instead of just flushing it down the toy toy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you ended on that note because, you know, sometimes these podcasts can get a little deep and uh, we hope you guys don't look at it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you don't look at these podcasts as a little bit of a dark cloud. But that was the end of our series and it was a more serious series. But really our heart behind it was that you would be able to learn about these thought patterns and recognize them and then stop your thought when it happens so that you can really work through it in your journal and then make a change in your life. Like we want you to grow closer to God and we want you to be able to see yourself as a child of God because when we think in these patterns of thinking, it is not truth. And we can convince ourselves it's truth when we let it grow weedy, weedy, weedy up all up in our brain. Preach. Preach. I'm saying you got to catch that thought. You see it flying, you got to catch it. Absolutely. And you got to do something with that. Mm-hmm. It's your it's your choice what you're going to do with that thought. Mm-hmm. Yep. So thank you guys for listening to this. And you know what? Um, something that we are kind of bummed about with the podcast is that we can't like see your guys's comments, so I have a good suggestion. Oh, I did this on one of my blog posts, and I got a ton of emails. Um, if you listened to the series and you really liked it and it encouraged you, email us at coffee and Bible time at gmail dot com, coffee and Bible time at gmail dot com. Tell us you listened to this podcast and how it impacted you. We would love to hear from you. Oh, thank you. Please, I would love that. It'd be really encouraging. Yeah, totally. It's almost like we put these podcasts up and we're like, well, we hope they liked it because <laughs> we can't really see your feedback. But let me not keep going on that tangent for too long. Thank you guys for watching. Um, don't forget, we do come out with videos every week on Coffee and Bible Time and on Coffee Girls, which is our vlog channel. And we're doing more of those videos because we are in quarantine and we are together a lot. So... Thank you guys for listening, and you'll just have to stay tuned to see what our next series is going to be on next week. Bye, Bye guys.